Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, February 8th. I hope uh, your week's going well. Uh, you know, we uh, saw kind of a mixed bag uh, yesterday. We got to open right now. Looks like a mixed bag. So uh, the markets are still floundering, trying to figure out what to do uh, with uh, the Fed and earnings coming out. Uh, we've got uh, some more earnings to talk about, as well as some economic news and we'll talk about that more when dave joins us up here in just a few seconds before we do that though let's just uh, remind everybody that we can't control a lot of things out there we can't control who's the political environment we can't control the geopolitical environment we can't control the markets however we can control how much risk you've got in your portfolio that's really the only thing you can control that's why we developed our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of, where we help you calculate the risk and then develop a risk match portfolio. And give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. That we've got Dave coming up next. And no and it's morning, Dave, and it's 840. 20 before nine now. Time to check in on your money and see what the Sam Hill's going on with your retirement funds. You got at risk with equities. On the phone, we got Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, you and I were kind of noodling through what was going on this morning, and I asked you what the Sam Hill happened at the end of the day. We had a pretty good day going on yesterday, but all the major indexes kind of uh, dropped about 3.30. And the only I, I went through the news stickers you were looking for it as near as we can figure it was kind of one of those case studies where a computer somewhere said whoops time to sell for a while huh yeah that's really the only thing i can think of dave because uh you know there was no news ticker that really hit nothing really hit in terms of of anything i could really see so you know computer programs will take the data in as it comes and decide when it's time to buy and sell and the only thing i can think of is a, something hit a sell trigger uh, about that timeline and, and started selling some stocks. Absolutely. And we are in a relatively light trading period right now as a lot of investors are kind of sitting on the sidelines after kind of getting into a, a, a safer position to see what's going to go on with the Federal Reserve. Volume is off by a little bit. So we're kind of looking at the notion of uh, one computer saying, oh, whoops, this indicator changed. Let's sell something or buy something. We can get a weird change in not a lot of time. Well, that, that's true. I mean, those computers can, you know, they, they trade on the, what, the, the, you know, the nth of a second. They, they can make a decision and pull the trigger and trade something. And it does make a difference sometime, like maybe a 300-point drop in the Dow inside of a half an hour. I was looking at it about 2 o'clock and saying, well, we could have a pretty good day today. And then all of a sudden, we got down to a, a barely break-even day. We ended up closing up, let's see, yesterday, 1.39 on the Dow. Standard & Poor's was off by 16, and the NASDAQ was off by 82. But they were in positive territory until about 3 p.m. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that that's probably what hit the, the numbers is that, hey, the, this hit a number, let's take some profits if there's profits there, or it's time to just get out and sit on the sideline again for till tomorrow morning. And there's always, yeah, there's always a rule of thumb that I was taught many years ago that watching the tail at the end of the day is always the best investor confidence number because if there's a little tail at the end of the day, a lot of investors take their money off the table because they don't trust the weird junk that can happen overnight. Then they put it back on the table in the morning. 
Well, that, that's true. I mean, and especially, you know, those traders, that's, that's how they make their livelihood is, is what happens in the market. And so they don't want to get caught in a bad position overnight that they can't fix. And as weird as the Ukrainian situation is, weird junk can happen overnight. Uh, we start out the morning with only one macro report of any size on the economic front. I'm not sure this is going to really move the world very much, but our, our trade deficit wasn't as bad as we expected it to be last month. They expected us to be $83 billion bucks in the red. Gosh, we, we ought to celebrate, Philip. We're only $80.7 billion in the red on our trade deficit. Should we be happy with that? You know, that, that's better news than what obviously it could have been, but let's compare to the previous month when that trade deficit was only a little over $79 billion. So it has increased uh, month over month, and so that's, uh, to me, that's what you look at. I mean, yes, it's better than expected, but still going the wrong direction. Yeah, it does need to be said. It was up 1.8% from last month, and that's really the the fly that's hit every ointment. Other things that are moving things around, uh, we talked about Peloton being kind of in play with a couple of different companies talking about buying it. Well, they dumped their uh, chief executive officer, and they're also really shedding a running ton of staff, 2,800 jobs off at Peloton. That's a pretty good shedding of employees. That, that is, that's actually about 20% of its corporate staff. Um, and that, so that's a big number. They're trying to trim their cost. Uh, should be about $800 million in annual cost. And obviously, like you said, they're replacing John Foley. He's the current CEO. They, they've ousted him. And he's going to be replaced uh, by a guy named Barry McCarthy, who was the former Spotify and Netflix uh, chief financial officer. So, uh, but that's uh, not helping Peloton. Yesterday, you know, they were getting a nice bump from everything between uh, Nike and Amazon uh, news coming out. But now, and, and they didn't end up that good yesterday, Dave. They only ended up up uh, about 21 cents or four-tenths of a percent. So today they're down 4%. Um, and, and so not, uh, not good news for them. But maybe the CEO change and cutting some staff will help um, get them going the right direction. Given the fact that it almost sounds like a fait accompli that they're going to end up getting sold at one point or another, my flip response before we went on the air, that's kind of like what CNN did to Zuckerberg quick before the place gets sold, clean it out, and give the new guys a clean slate to work with. Well, yeah, and, and you see companies do that periodically, too, is if, if they're in play, hey, let's let's get rid of the dead wood so that uh, whoever takes us over has a has an easier road to clean up. Absolutely. Uh, talking about earnings going on, uh, it's kind of relatively slow news day at this point in time. Everybody's watching uh, the price of oil because of the Ukrainian situation. For once, we can't blame that 100% on Biden. It was just uh, world markets moving it up. On the earnings front, as earnings season continues, I, I look at a company where basically the government is saying, you crank the factory up, we'll buy absolutely everything that you can crank out of that factory. you got a guaranteed market. How on earth can you miss the street, Pfizer? Well, you know, here's the deal. Pfizer did miss on revenue. They beat on earnings. So that was good news for them. However, um, they've come out for the uh, full year and have issued weaker than expected forecast, which is not good for them. Um, but let's, let's remember that Pfizer doesn't only do the vaccine. There are other avenues that, that are probably more profitable for them, more revenue for them. 
that because of the vaccine, there's a very good chance that they're having to focus more on that vaccine and less on maybe uh, some more profitable and some more revenue generating product lines. So that's the only thing. I mean, I don't have that anywhere in here, but that's kind of what I'm reading into this report, Dave. And, and so that does have Pfizer uh, kind of uh, moving. Let's see which way they were going here. I closed them out by accident. They're down about 4% this morning. Uh, I was going to toward the top of my big loser list at the moment, and I, I was kind of putting two and two and thinking the same thing, because the government is saying, you crank it out as fast as you can and we'll buy it. That means they can't make as much Viagra and other more profitable drugs, speaking of which they've lost the uh, patent expiration on Viagra, which was their other biggest profit maker. So they do have a little bit of a challenge right now. They they do on a couple on on a couple of fronts they have some challenges so you know they're they're going to have to work through it obviously the the vaccine is probably their biggest revenue generator right now uh, and and the mandate from the government to to produce so you know it's going to be a little while uh, for them to kind of get that balanced out. So don't get the idea that big pharma is a guaranteed money maker these days because at least one of them is not looking all that hot at the moment. Well, that's right. And you're getting more and more players come into the field, right? I mean, you got Novavax um, getting ready and they, I think they've actually made application to the United States um, uh, FDA or CDC, whichever one has to approve it first uh, for emergency use. And, and so, and then I think there's another one that's hitting uh, over in Europe right now that is um, looking to come to the United States too. So, so there's going to be more and more competition in that marketplace going forward. Plus, we've got a whole bunch of companies that are putting out treatments for people that get the bug as well, which takes some of the urgency away from some folks thinking about the vaccine. Well, that's true as well. You know, that, that also adds to that uh, dilemma of, of what's going to happen with the vaccine. Absolutely. Got some other earning reports to share with well, us? I got a couple. I got a couple. Um, let's look at Harley-Davidson because they had a really good quarter. Um, you know, Harley Davidson came out with a quarter that they actually made money. They made 14 cents a share. They were expected to have a terrible quarter. They're expected to lose, lose 38 cents a share. So, um, yeah, demand jumped for the more expensive motorcycles, which is kind of neat, uh, for them. And that's helping their bottom line. They're up 7.3% this morning. Wow. I don't have them on my list. Evidently, they don't show up on whatever my tip sheet thinks is an important stock. But when you said they made money and I was looking at an expected loss for an old Milwaukee boy, I'm glad to see that. Yeah, exactly. And the other one we had is, is um, Chegg. That's, uh, they are a online educational service. We talked about them a lot when COVID first hit because they benefited from that. Um, and so they, they reported a better than expected profit and revenue for the last quarter. Uh, they beat by four cents a share at 38 cents a share, and then they, they issued better than expected outlook. I think more and more people are staying home again because of this Omicron variant and choosing uh, that that may be the better option for their children. And so uh, Chegg is up six and a half percent this morning. We do have some good news to be had. Re resetting the table, we ended up with a mixed bag yesterday. The bad news was on the growth stocks. NASDAQ was down 82. Dow was basically hold steady for yesterday, and the S&P was in the middle. 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around, Philip, we got any good news this morning? You know, it's, it's a mixed bag. We're going to have to see how things kind of, uh, you know, how they kind of come out here, Dave. We've got the uh, the Dow 
up about a tenth of a percent. Everything else is looking kind of red right now. The, the S&P 500 is down almost two tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is, is down a third of a percent. We've got the, uh, the small cap, the Russell 2000, down a third of a percent. So uh, a lot of red this morning. E even on the commodities front, we've got silver uh, trading down a quarter of a percent. Now, thankfully, it did get back over 23 yesterday, barely. $23.02 an ounce right now. Gold is trading up barely, a tenth of a, a, a percent. And then crude oil is, is thankfully down, Dave. It's looking a little better today. Down 1.6% to $89.83. Much better than the 92 I think we saw yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad to see an eight in front of the numbers. I'm just, thank heavens for small favors, right? That's right, exactly. <laughs> mixed bag across the oceans and the Asian rim, they all closed mixed. Yeah, they had closed this morning. The uh, mainland Chinese composite was up pretty markedly. The other ones were either side of the zero mark by a little bit. Europe is fractionally up halfway through their day on all the major indexes. Trying to get stability in one's retirement is always a challenge, especially since we don't know what the government's going to do next. How do I find you to figure out where the risk is in mind, Philip? Hey, Dave, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design where we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Catch our radio show, the Statler Financial Radio Show, this weekend, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. I hope it's a good day for you. All right, man. You have a great one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been, uh, you know, it's a rough road right now, up and down, a lot going on, uh, a lot we're having to track. So, hey, with that, remember, risk is the only thing that you can control in your portfolio. That's why we designed the core retirement design so that you can get can risk under control. Again, give us a call, 863 382 0037. Hey, until tomorrow, have a great day. Bye now.